featuring J-Ho Groove and the lovely Just One Miss. We're the Oatmeal Conspiracy, and this is the show that answers the question, is it hype or is it hate? We're going to leave you now and hand it over to J-Ho and Groove. Take it away, boys. Here we go. Testing. <laughs> well, I'm twisting <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> yeah, we blew it out right there. <laughs> I probably do need to wear the headphones. Yeah, maybe a um, little. Yeah. All right, so this is episode 63. Some oatmeal conspiracy shit. 64. What are we calling this? Okay. What's the name of the album again? I we, just have did. I just have did. A- episode 63. I just have did. This is a special edition of uh, I Only Like Their Old Stuff. We're going to be actually listening to uh, excerpts from the Oatmeal Conspiracy's new album, I Just Have Did. It just came out. You can go get it at uh, Amazon. Actually, it comes out Tuesday. Uh, By the time we just get just comes out. out on Tuesday. <laughs> By the time this comes out, it'll be there's, there's a month old. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad yeah. that on a podcast that has no like no anchor in time, you said it came out. It comes out on Tuesday. About December the 14th. Not a date. Tuesday. Whenever you're listening to this, it will not be out yet. You will never be able to it'll listen be, to this album. It'll be coming out on Tuesday, folks. So if you're listening to it on Monday, get real excited. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we got the new Oatmeal Conspiracy album coming out, and because these guys do so much for us for the show, they do our uh, theme song and they hype us up. Well, you know, well, they did a lot one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're constantly thinking about doing things. There, there, I listen. I, I, I listen to this podcast every. It, 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 yeah, we, basically, if you're one of our listeners and you listen to every show, we will do something special for you. Whenever you get you get married, we'll podcast from your wedding. Um, if you come out with some new project at work, we'll uh, we'll go to your office and say, "Hey, yeah, yeah. Well, you get promoted, we'll yeah. talk about your promotion." I think that's a great idea. Um, you're like the podcast for like wedding. You're like the wedding band, like the wedding singer version. Yeah, right. Of the yeah, we're the special events podcasters. That's <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. I like If you want something classy, yeah. come on, get, get us. Uh, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to listen to the whole... Uh, it, do you consider it an EP? Is that what you... Well, we that? just say record because that yeah. way it sounds more fancy than it is. Yeah, an EP is the... Because it's not an LP, which means long player. What, so. what, what, what constitutes something being an LP? How long does it have to be to be an LP? I don't, I don't is there a cutoff? I'm guessing, what, 10 songs probably? Is what does EP stand for? Um, extended play? Extended play. Something and like then that. LP, I think, is long play. Long play, yeah. That's what... Uh, you need a WikiLeak on what an EP. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah WikiLeaks. some WikiLeaks. Um, yeah, so this is a six song, six album. song, yeah, well, yeah, six song record. Which I think, I think that's what the last one was too. So we're staying consistent. It's it's hard to, with our limited time, it's hard to. If we waited to get you know twelve good songs to put together, it'd be three years in between us doing anything, and we would get 
really bored with the. Well, you guys are mu- yeah, you, you guys are much more about producing stuff and getting it out there, right? Yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah. Just kind of a quick, fast approach, and which I think I would imagine is the way a lot of independent bands are going these days. So I think with the to- digital downloads and everything, it, it works out pretty well. Yeah, um, and I mean everything we do self-produced. So when it sits on Chad, our keyboard player does a lot of the production so right he wants to get it off his plate quickly because he puts a lot of personal time hours into it so right it yeah, works better get it done and get it out there <laughs> yeah, so, you, can, you can relate to that you get home from work and then you have other stuff to do yeah and, and you don't want to keep working on it yeah so that helps keep it short what uh how long so you okay so this comes out on ambiguous tuesday and <laughs> That's the that's the title of the next record. Ambiguous <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. So it comes out, and then how long until? I, I guess let me ask this: How long ago was the last song written? And and when you guys said this is good, we're done with it. And how, so how long ago was that from release day? Is you know, let's say release day is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How many days, weeks, months ago did you finish it? I guess Jolie was probably. The um, Jolie was the last song we finished, like as far as writing and arranging. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably finished in September. I think we debuted it at a show on like the end of September. So <clears throat> we um, we had several recorded. We had several recorded at that time, and um, Jolie and the Dare Me Reprise were the last two to, to get finished. So. Basically, the first song, which was One More Time, which I think is track five or, or four, maybe, right. track that four. was that was written almost a year ago. Here comes Brett. He's oh, knocking that on the air. door. Knocking on the door. Yeah, you want to cue Jolie it? real quick? Yeah. yeah, yeah while yeah. I go. That got done in September. That was finished. Well, yeah, the recording was done. Primary recording on that one. That was the last one written, and the primary recording was finished um, end of the month, and that's where it all. That's when we finished so, it. Chad, Chad did the mixing and mastering of everything, and was pretty much done. I guess right around Thanksgiving. And so. we and we sit here in December. Mm-hmm. Oh wait! You say he was pretty much finished with that and mixing, yeah, mixing and mastering everything. Okay, and we have to go through a series of listening and coming back, and um, you know, he 
he mixes down. We listen. We give notes. He comes back, tries to fix everything, and then we have like a final um, listening party, if you will. And is that just with the four of you? Yeah. In here, actually. In here. We have to sign off, right, right Brett? What's that? At the end of the listening party, we have a final mix session, and we have to kind of sign in. We did a digital sign this year. Yeah, we did a digital sign-off. We had a major one here, like a listening party kind of thing. And Brett we, wasn't invited. Yeah. Told him, <laughs> said, uh, yeah, no, we got a digital one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, we had honed it down. Our process got a lot better this year. Um, look at those keys up there. I think there's probably one. There you go. Um, our process got a lot better this year. After This is our third recording uh, project, and... We try to improve every time. So, yeah. as this, opposed to most people, try to get worse. Yeah. You know, well, every, right, every right, 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 right. Yeah. Just say, yeah. I already pinnacled. Yeah. We've <laughs> right. We peaked. Yeah. So you know, why even try? No. We, we try to make the process more streamlined. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> this time we actually would get a couple songs we knew we wanted to be. We'd record it and kind of get close to a final draft. And then move on. So cool. it kind of made things go. It didn't make Chad quite as insane at the so very end. Yeah. How long did it take for I just have to, to begin and then finish? Um, getting a good signal. Yeah. Should pick you. Up. I, I mean, honestly, it took almost over a year. Yeah. Yeah, because um, the uh, the ballad. One more time. One more time was written. Um, before, before last Christmas. Like, it was Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, yeah. and recorded um, before last Christmas, or parts of it were recorded. So, that was pretty much the beginning of the project. That was kind of like the launch. How the long after part of the package was that? We did that song, that first song get recorded. Um, eight months. When part of the package got released in the fall as well, I think. And uh, we added... Matt, our bass player, he joined the group last or a year ago, June. So about eighteen months ago is when he joined. Chad had known him in college and in high school, and he was back off tour. He toured with a band called Whalen's Fear, who's like a big. They were actually pretty popular for a while, about five years, doing the kind of widespread panicky type stuff. And um, he'd come back in, come to some shows. We were really nervous about <laughs> adding a. a fourth person right because well i can imagine that changes the voting dynamic oh yeah, yeah totally right. and that was a big part because we had yeah. the whole tripod we were uh, yeah. tripod records is what we called our <laughs> yeah, ma- exactly. you know fake label exactly. and everything it's always two against one yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it always made disagreements at least yeah. come out even for the most part and and uh and plus brett and chad and i had developed we kind of honed our sound down because we didn't have a bass player, so we were really heavily involved with using like loops. And Chad was playing the bass in his left hand and the upper register in the right, so we had a completely different type type thing. But we wanted to, and part of the package was actually recorded without a bass player. All those lines were either done by me or Chad on the keys. Yeah, and um, we knew it was kind of holding us back from our live performance, you know, and and causing us maybe not to sell ourselves as well as we could. So we brought Matt in, and, and his personalities and ours clicked very well, and he's a really good bass player. And he doesn't try to be 
you know, Mr. Jazz guy, flashy. You know, he just likes sitting in the pocket and, and holding it down. Slapping but, the bass. Yeah, slapping, slapping the, the bass. bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, let's let's listen to one more time a little bit of that song since we we talked about that. This is the, this is actually the first song that you completed. Is that yeah, on this, this album? The first this, one. This is track number four. It was one of the first ones we completed, but at the same time, it was also one of the last ones. Yeah, it was kind of funny. It went on a yeah. wild journey from a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that the cool thing about that song, I, that's one of my favorites. It it started out as this kind of Vince Guaraldi like piano, very quiet piano trio kind of kind of song. But the song is written my my now four year old uh, at the time Avery three year it was three and he was like really like throwing tantrums a lot and so that whole song is about <clears throat> i was thinking about what he might be thinking if he could speak like an adult like what would he would be thinking about like if he could process his emotions and actually speak about what goes on in his head so that's right. what the lyrics are about which i usually write very direct like uh my the, the lyrics i do are usually pretty straightforward and so that was my I was pretty proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be trying to be subversive, right? You know, but uh, getting out there. But it was fun. I mean, you know that that our friend Paul Samwald, who's up in New York, who Brett and I've known since college. He played in our first band, Flipside Phonics. He the uh, Tibbles, the Dick Tibbles, yes, yes, <laughs> Ambiguous Tuesday. Um, no, he uh, he did the guitar uh, solo in that, and and uh, that's one of the things that took a while because right. we kept that was one of the last things that was. Yeah, yeah so we sent we kept sending it up to him and giving yeah. him notes and stuff, and he recorded all that up in New York and sent it back to us. Right, so wow. it's kind of so cool. You guys send that? Do you just send that via email? Is that how it's done? Pretty much. So can, or just oh file phone. file transfer Digital. type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of the lyrics, what who writes most of your lyrics, and what's the process like for you? Uh, I know that. Let's look at one of the my favorite song on the album is the first one, Dare Me. Oh yeah, um, I like the intro to it, and I really like sort of the lyrical content of it, and um, it sort of it, it sort of sets the tone for the album for me. There's there's <laughs> like the whole album has this kind of underlying uh, angst in it, I guess. It's like a little bit of a hard edge to it. Yeah, underneath like these like nice melodies and everything, <laughs> and. It's. I mean, it really does permeate through the whole album from from top down. So, how did you how do you write those kind of lyrics, and and who does the write? Is, is it just you, Mitchell, that does the lyrics, or do you? Pretty much, I think Chad wrote the um, Chad wrote the chorus for uh, Dead Dog Road, 
mm-hmm. um, that was his, and and then he had a bunch of ideas, and I kind of matched those with some of my experiences and put them in there for that one. But I mean, honestly, the song ideas come from I'll improvise a few things, and usually if the melody and the lyric that I improvise stick, yeah, then I kind of frame the rest of the song around that later on. Um, honestly, I mean, everybody in here's in a relationship of some sort and and it's uh a lot of these songs got written after arguments with my with my spouse right. <laughs> I've got to, if you couldn't tell yeah uh, i love my wife but you know we're everybody we've been together for 10 years and, and or been together for 13 years and married for 10 and sometimes you get a little ill and uh, music is our therapy sessions and uh some of that comes out <laughs> during those sessions, and luckily, I think it makes it made good music in this, yeah. in this instance. There's, it's like a feeling of like conflict throughout the whole thing. Yeah, like yeah, sort yeah. Of like almost like I've kind of bit my tongue for a while, and now I'm going to say how I, how I feel. Pretty about much. And some of them, some of it's made up. Like some of the harder lines in "Dare Me." Dare Me yeah. is a little more like for every. It's kind of more of like for every. There's a good amount of fiction in, in a lot. Of them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, exactly. Right, it's, Jolie was is is one of the ones that's probably the most literal in the sense that, um, it, I, it, we had band rehearsal like two nights after a, a horrible like evening trying to trying to go out you know with your with my wife <laughs> out on the town I mean that's pretty much what it's about and it just kind of came out and right. I added a lot of humor to it you know obviously yeah. um, but um, you know we like we like quirky and we we don't everybody has always been supportive of my cursing even though. Some people are afraid that their parents and stuff might get worried about it. My mom and dad don't listen to anything I, play, I, I make, so yeah. I don't give a crap. Uh, that Mitchell, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, we like we all like music that doesn't take itself too seriously and kind of yeah. has some some humor in it. So we try to feed on that, as you've heard with some of our hot dog neck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can't wait for that. <laughs> we'll do another album release show for the hot dog neck stuff. Yeah, really polarize your listeners. <laughs> for sure. All right, so we're gonna play a little bit of "Dare Me." This is the uh, the first track on the new uh, album. I just have "Dead by the Oatmeal Conspiracy." Check back, check your cat grin before I bash your 
that's that's dear me. And uh, the thing I like about that song is it's sort of like I feel like it's things that I would like to say to certain people in my life <laughs> at, at certain points, like not maybe now, but like at other times in my life that I things that I thought of to right. say, but I just didn't have the guts to say it. Well, that's I guess, that's kind of you remember that episode of Seinfeld where George like thought up the good comebacks after he was out of the room. <laughs> right, that's yeah, kind of what yeah. that song is. And, right, it, and it could yeah. honestly be a boss or a, just a, an asshole you went to college with. or you know, It could be anybody. Yeah. I yeah, want to make it uh, make the point that I do not uh, – I'm not talking about hitting a woman in the in the mouth with that one line in there about <laughs> yeah, 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 Let's get yeah. that out now. It just – it worked with the song. So that's all. Well, that's so nice. <laughs> how much uh, – does your wife listen to this? Um, sometimes, yeah. I mean, Does, do you, how's that reconciled there? I mean, she's. Does she have an opinion on it? Does she tell you? She like, likes uh, the music. I mean, I probably, I mean, she likes it. I mean, did, does she ever, did she ever pick out a lyric and go, what did you mean yeah, by this? Yeah, that's here? what I mean. Like, Not really, because no. she doesn't really listen to it that much. The band is kind of a, I mean, she likes to come see us perform and everything. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I've had other records that. I mean, she knows that it, there's there's truth and fiction and everything, and it's you know, it's a. Uh, she doesn't care. She doesn't really yeah. care. She doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> she, care. That's what she just doesn't care about what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Well, yeah. she's known Mitchell since he's been doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. I mean, so there's an aspect of like her just letting you be the artiste pretty much and, i mean uh, she does your thing yeah she knows that it's it's pretty much just out there i yeah. mean it's not um i don't know if she's heard Jolie yet but she, it's got her name in it so she might take a offense to that but it's actually a sweet song like i yeah. I, I thought about it, I was like you could look at it two different ways it's i mean there's nothing in it that's untrue yeah um but it's also kind of like you know i want to hang out and yeah. have fun you know i mean it's a it's a song about a night, and I think everybody in this room has had a similar experience right. with their wife or girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like everybody, every man out there has had that argument. You know, right. and so that's kind of why I thought it was a funny song. So moving on from the the lyrical content, is there? Um, I mean, I know you guys like to improvise. Are there <clears throat> moments when you're writing the songs and saying? This will be a good opportunity for us when we're playing live to play around a little bit, or how do you how do you build that in, or do you build that in at all, or does it come organically during a show? Um, well, it sounds like you have two different questions. So, are you saying like giving ourselves opportunity to improvise during shows? Yeah. Well, we've actually gotten less. We've got, actually moved a, a, away from that during yeah. shows, and a lot of our shows have become much more scripted. Um, and I probably would have known that if I came out last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fine. <laughs> right. it's fine. I mean, or not have left early because you're in a water gun fight. It's a trend that has probably been going on for maybe a year now. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, we, we definitely want to move back to giving opportunities for, for improvising, but you know, and Mitchell was actually talking about that for the last gig actually you wanted to try to open up with something so I don't know what we, was the motivation to be more scripted well, well I mean we thought as, in terms of putting on a show is different than putting together an album like they're, they're different tacks and so the show we thought just needed to be um, a little stronger and the transitions between songs needed to 
go smoother. Yeah. So um, you're you're kind of in album mode right now. Is that what you're saying? Like you kind of. No, we're actually we're, the, we're back to we're back to gigging. Mode yeah, now. yeah. The album's been done actually for a month now. Yeah. So, right. so we've we've kind of transitioned. Yeah. Back I think now. what it is mainly is that we're we're we felt like you know you ask yourself okay what's keeping what can we control that will help us sell our music you know right. and I'm, when I say sell I mean what will get us more shows what will get people to enjoy us better and we've kind of looked at it and said you know the records are as good as they can be without spending a lot of money on them mm-hmm. um, so our stage performance should, can just tighten up and since since we've gotten pos- a lot of positive response from these vocal songs you know the kind of pop stuff mm-hmm. we decided to make our show into a kind of a a tight 45 minute to an hour you know, rock show, and you know, just took a to see what would happen. We've gotten positive response, and so we felt like once we get that tight, then we can start opening things back up. Because I mean, we spent years playing three-hour shows at pizza joints and improvising, and right. you're in the background. Yep. And we f- realized we felt like in order to kind of break out of that and to make ourselves better, I think we were being a little bit complacent about rehearsing because we did rely on our improvisational chops so much so we actually like most big bands i guess that go on tour we attack every show with a set list you know several weeks before we practice that set list and we practice the little things like after this song mitch talks to the crowd i mean sorry to sorry to take you behind the veil <laughs> right, right. Wow. Uh, yeah but but i mean but it, it shows yeah. on stage because we're yeah. more confident right. and there's not as much dead air. You know, you guys are familiar. Y'all, y'all, y'all are well right. familiar. Yeah. 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 This show is much yeah. better when we prepare <laughs> at least a little bit before. Right. Yeah. We just roll there's straight into it. So. Different kind of um, gigs. I mean, like like Mitch said, we used to do smaller gigs like um, where people were eating dinner and stuff. And, and then it is okay to improvise more and, and, and discuss between songs, take a moment and discuss among the band like what you want to play next or whatever. But when you're on a big stage, like at the poor house, that that doesn't come off very well. Like you got to transition quickly. So yeah. So that's that's what we were doing. Now that being said, um, kind of going back to your original question, I mean, like in the last at the last gig, like in Shady Shack, we did improvise. Like the solo section actually went long, and yeah. um, and uh, we usually just have a sax solo, but we had a sax solo and a keyboard solo. And that kind of just came about, yeah, it happened in practice, actually. Yeah. I mean, we just uh, were doing it in practice, and Mitch wanted to stretch out a little more and work out his chops, and so we was, he just, he just right. kind of cued us to go along, and, he, and we're, it just it happens on the fly, and we just kind of, he has these signals that we can kind of all read. And, uh, Is he, uh, if you do that a lot, yeah, Mitch will say, well, guys, I'm going to take this. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Yeah. Yeah, I, just I, me and my home. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Temple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Dick Temple are going to get a little crazy tonight. <laughs> Take you back to the Dick Temple days. <laughs> no, we, uh, I mean, usually it's kind of emotion based. I mean, we've been having, that's the thing, since we embraced, we, we were all kind of, I guess, probably, you know, I was the most outlandish person on stage. And, and once, once we all committed to being a little more entertaining on stage, we ended up having a lot more fun. And right. when you have fun, you know, it kind of relates to the crowd. I mean, the, the most encouraging things we've gotten from some of the people that have come to see us regularly is that you guys seem to be having so much fun and it's transferring and the crowd having more fun. And we're just, you know, it's it's a good time. But, I mean, 
I don't know, what, six weeks ago or maybe back in September before that show, like, it, it does, for me, you know, not getting to play the horn as much is a little frustrating sometimes, but then the payoff is, it's kind of those things when I do play, it, it bears more weight, like, right. from the crowd standpoint, like, it's a little bit more, oh, he can play the saxophone too, and, you know, we, <laughs> and Chad switched, like, Chad, they're on Keep Searching, which we can listen to next if you want. Sure. Um, I play the keys in that, and Chad plays guitar, and so you know we like the we realize it's a little bit of a gimmick, but it's also how our band works. Is that you know well, I mean you know when you see a band moving around and changing instruments, the the Arcade Fire do that. Like when I saw them live, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome to see them all switch off on every instrument and they can actually play it. Right, and I think that's that's, their main thing. Yeah, I think that just gives us more. It gives you credibility, you know, you know whether it's deserved or not. Like when you can do that, it definitely kind of offers up something but you know yeah, yeah well it shows fun. that you're just you're musicians and yeah, you, you, yeah. you're stu- not necessarily pigeonholing yourself to one yeah exactly so. exactly even though you're you know your your flute is terrible this is my favorite song yeah. Yeah. this is your is favorite your song yeah. Yeah, which favorite. which one are we playing keep, keep searching keep searching yeah. I noticed that it seems like on this album more than the others, you guys are more focused on the melodies and everything. It's like kind of layering more of your yeah, and I think getting comfortable with backing vocals. Like this right, this yeah. album, we said instead of having horns be the different parts, I was like, you know, we talked about using our voices, you know, to to bring some of those layers and and uh, the one thing that is a little we we tried to actually do some stuff with our our buddy Andy who's a trombone player he came over this summer for his brother's wedding and he didn't have his horn and it's kind of rushed and things didn't it basically the horn was out of tune the entire time we couldn't right. get it get it right so he wasn't ended up not being on the record but um you know horn sections sound better when there's different horns in my yeah. opinion you know when you got a like a trombone a trumpet and a sax that's better than like to three saxes playing, you know, in three different registers. And so we kind of made the decision. Deremy's got a few horns, but a lot of horns were cut out of that, like a lot of takes. We kind of toned it back down and, and made it just 
we put the good parts in there and kind of took out the, the stuff that wasn't so hot. But um, we definitely tried to do more with our vocals. Because, I mean, like it, the other thing, by adding Matt, we added another person who could sing back up. And, and part of our our goal was to write songs that we could perform. Because <laughs> when it was the three of us, we would write songs and have a completely different performance of than what's on the record and sometimes that's good i mean we don't try to necessarily mimic everything right um do you guys all do some of the backup vocals i don't, or that? I don't sing you don't sing is that by choice or is that by their choice yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no. but i will i'll put this out there right now i will give you a track from back in the day, Brett was quite the rapper. <laughs> right. I, we, back on Dick Temples, yeah. Yeah, back yeah, in Dick Temples, yes. Right. No, in Flipside Phonics, we did a show at the brewery, and and Brett Brett spit some mad verse, man. He was pretty damn. Yeah. Good. While Laying playing the down, drums, huh? while yeah. playing the drums, he yeah. was <laughs> Phil Collins cool. style, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think we were performing yeah, the thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's rap, right? Yeah, is that rap? But no, we. We've moved on since then. Yeah. <laughs> what, what what were you guys listening to while you were writing this album on your own time? Or, or did that have any kind of effect at all or is anything going on there? I was listening to Dr. Dog, like, incessantly this summer. Like, can't put that record down. And J. Roddy Walston in the business. Those were the two. That's where the rock elements come from. What were you listening to, Brent? Well, I mean, you got to remember that it's been a year or more, so there's been a lot of things. I've gone through several phases. So yeah. There was a, a Pixies phase. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, there was a Ed Hardcore phase. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I don't know, recently. What have you been listening to recently? Yeah. yeah. Just not much. I, found, I just have did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Recently, I That's guess old. I found a, a radio station on iTunes called Pig Radio that I like. So there you go. Yeah, listen to that. yeah. we. Uh, oh fuck! I forgot what I was gonna say. But let's bring this back to me. Let's talk about me for a little That's bit. That's true. <laughs> uh, I got to do the. Uh, I did your last album cover, and you guys asked me if I would put something together for this album cover, and that was a good experience again. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. but uh, <laughs> so funny. I fucking you did the last album cover. You took a picture of your cat. I did. Inside, well, that's what it's all about. <laughs> minimalist. What album covers have you designed, group? Uh, None. Well, you, yeah. don't, you don't know because yeah. I don't well, try to tell everybody. Speaking of listening to things, what like when I made the album cover, I listened to you. I just have did several times to like pick up the tone of it right. and and the themes and everything. But when I'm working on, I've I've done a handful of album covers and and I like working on it. But the thing that I run into is I don't want to listen to the album too much because then it like overwhelms me. And so, yeah. I, but I try to listen to some other things that for whatever reason it may have nothing to do with that, but it's something that like that is a jumping off point, and I go to something else. And um, I listened to a co- like a lot of Greg Glasswell while I was uh, doing that. I know that you're a fan of Greg Glasswell. I, I'm things, a big fan. Although yeah. the, the most recent the, release did uh-oh, not. Uh oh. Uh oh. He only likes their old stuff. Bring it home. No, but I listened to, uh, you know, the From Toledo album? Yes. And it's, there's that, some right. of those sort of same themes in that, like this sort of like, um, I guess, like trying to figure out a relationship or right, something like right, right. that. So. It's just conflict more than anything. It's like yeah. conflict and you know how you know how you get it's hard to it's hard to talk. Sometimes you can't figure out the right way to say everything because everybody's so like ill that there's not really a a good way to say communication. To, 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 yeah, it's not, yeah, communication is maybe the theme of the yeah, album really. There's a lot of like 
the things things in there. Do you think the, like when you listen to other things while you're recording or during the whole year of recording, does all that stuff influence what you're doing? Or I mean, I guess there's no way it couldn't. But oh, do, yeah. do you it's feel like is it a break from the genre that you're working on right, right. now? It's. I would say it influences. Yeah, me. it influences me. Because yeah. I mean, his beats when he was in his pixie phase, it was pretty hard drumming. You know, like oh. coming in and and uh, for me too. Like I think, um, like a lot of the backing vocals in um, and one more time, I was listening to Ben Folds and and uh, Doctor Dog has a lot of you know a lot of layers, and so that's the kind of stuff yeah. I was listening to. That kind of pop stuff and um, I mean I definitely think it, it it frames my melodies probably more than anything uh, and I know Chad if he were here he would definitely say he's I mean Chad is probably since they're not here I'll go ahead and give them props but Chad Johnson is the freaking brain trust that kid he's our keyboard player for all you listeners out there and he is amazing he, he is a huge part of our songwriting process because he's the primary recording in- instrument and comes up with some really clever ideas. He also does all the sound engineering, recording, mixing. I mean, he takes on a huge when we endeavor when we start this process. I mean, he loves it and he does it because he loves it. But he ta- he has to put up with a lot of bullshit. I mean, you know, I mean, he has to hear, he has to work eight hours and have pe- usually me say, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> you know, like I, we yeah. got to fix that. But that's why we've that's the process we've honed. He's He's learned that it's not personal. I've learned how to uh, take the stuff and process it and actually give real feedback other than, oh, I don't like that. You know, like we actually give. That's the thing we've gotten better at is giving real feedback. So, you know, it makes that process better. But Chad's great. Matt has been a great addition too. I mean, on the base, it just frees us up. And um, it's been awesome. really has. We're looking forward to making the next one. I mean, that's what we're, we're starting. We're kind of taking a break for the rest of the year and then coming back in in January. And um, Brett's in, in school half the year and then co-oping half the year. So uh, we're going to probably gig more through the spring and summer. And then when he goes back into school next fall, we'll hopefully have another bundle of songs to start smashing out. I would say, though, probably our next project will probably be I bet it'll be about eighteen months because we're going to try to actually. It might be two years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're actually going to try to. We're going to try to do a full length. Our goal is is to um, develop ideas quicker. That's kind of what we're we're working on now. Is like get an idea, arrange it, get a rough draft, move on, and then, like other bands do, you know, you put a whiteboard up with twenty tracks and you, you know, knock out the best ten or whatever. So, that's what we're looking forward to do. In the in the future, cool. The um, let's talk about well the song that's uh, on the position of the album of the centerpiece, and also what I would kind of say is maybe the centerpiece is Dead, Dead Dog Road. Yeah, um, very nostalgic song. I know that when I listened to it, I got kind of an emotional response because of thinking of my friends from high school and just sort of driving around doing nothing and, and right. getting into yeah. getting into things. Yeah. And um, w- like, what was the process of coming up with that that song? What well, that, where did that it one, come from? Yeah, that process was very unique because that was uh, Chad's little baby. He actually um, wrote that song and had his wife and him sing it, and uh, and he had like uh, electronic drum beat. 
Yeah. And had all the parts basically done on either on his keyboard or on his computer. And then he uh, So that was like a draft so that you guys could hear what it would what what his vision was for it? Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what he was thinking. I mean and and uh he put it out as an MP three, we all put it on our, our iPods and we listened right. to it and we come in here and practice it and um it just slowly evolved into what it is now. It it did not sound like this at all. At all, it um, sounded like something out of a John Hughes movie when it started out. Honestly, yeah, like, right. yeah. and that's kind of what we were trying to go for. Um, he went home and wrote it. it was, I think was it that or Keep Searching that he wrote after the Bachelor Party? I, think, I don't know if it was Dead Dog Road. He Keep Searching. He came up with that idea too. Like we had had a Bachelor Party for our friend TJ, and Chad went home the next day and just after having a good time and like wrote this song <laughs> and brought it yeah. in and and then I. I we developed it, but he, uh, with Dead Dog, yeah, he brought that in, and uh, he had the chorus and everything ready, and that's the one, he gave me a sheet um, of, he'd kind of done the whole brainstorming thing, where he'd just written all these, like, ideas, you know, words down and everything, and I took it, and we we shaped it in here and everything, we couldn't figure out whether to stick with the keyboard or stick with, go with the guitar, and so we kind of... We kind of decided on the guitar at the at the end after doing it several times and felt like it fit. Um, I always make the joke that that's on the the Grease Four soundtrack. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> at shows hey, but it, see, it, it wasn't anything like that. When no, he, when he, we should really like maybe put his original version. Yeah, we can put that website. up on the website. Yeah, yeah that'd be funny. cool to hear that because to see the process. I, I mean, because he we would. I mean, he would say that like you know, this is you know, this is becoming slowly. Uh, it's kind of like Pretty Mary's sister track. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, we right, put them together right. at the shows, actually, because yeah. it's uh, it's fun, though. I mean, as you said, it's all about high school. That's yeah. the only one that's yeah. not really about conflict so much, I guess. Right. Uh, it's the anomaly of the bunch. And, right, uh, yeah. And, hey, it's one that I didn't uh, write the lyrics to, so there that's you right. go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't originate that one. So I, I feel like it's a song that a lot of people can just, like, relate to, you know? Yeah. Like, it goes everybody's over, had those yeah. experiences with their friends at some point in time in yeah, their lives. Exactly. Well, let's listen to it. Yeah. There's actually a Dead Dog Road in Wilson, which is where Chad grew up. So oh, that's, yeah. yeah. That's where it comes from. Yeah. So this is Dead Dog Road. Just 
Oh, yeah. That's Chad's wife singing. Yeah, in the singing the backups there. Yeah, that the that song, there's kind of a sort of thread from your first album to that, to me. So there's a lot of nostalgic stuff. Yeah, like, it's, the, it like Shady Shack and stuff. Yeah. It's right in there with I some totally, of those yeah, tracks. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can I hear know. like the evolution of the sounds and the the instruments and everything, like what you're doing with all that. But it's still got that kind of nostalgic yeah, sound definitely. to it. It's well, cool. speaking of that, because this is a question that. <laughs> I think of a lot when I'm listening to music and especially people that play their music live all the time. Do you ever get bored of playing old songs that you've played a couple hundred times? Fuck yes. (laughs) Sometimes. I mean, I don't know. We have fun. That's that's one reason we honed this. We kind of brought the show down to about an hour so we could kind of cut the fat. You know, we, we, we felt like we were playing songs that just didn't hold up anymore and but some of them stand the test of time. Shady Shack, we still play that and enjoy it. So yeah, and, yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just move on. You know, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I mean, that song will always be in the playlist. You know, that's our yeah, that's right. our dream on. So I mean, yeah, that one will always right. be in there. But some of them, yeah, we have they actually, yeah. Uh, well, like get twist, worn out. twisted in the wind. Yeah. Like, remember that yeah. Brad came in. and was like, I fucking hate this song. <laughs> really? You, so you, you guys, have you guys retired that one? It's, yeah, it's been yeah. retired. Oh, the jersey is hanging up in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> up in the rafters. The drumsticks yeah. hanging across <laughs> up there. The yeah, back. maybe you bust it out in a few years as part of the encore, and nobody will expect it. There you no, go. They don't play. They, they don't play like, that anymore. They don't play it anymore. They oh my god! Since yeah. 99. Look, if we get to the point where people are actually online talking about our set list, trust me, I will play. Whatever you want, we got to play where we're getting encore. I'll play with it, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, it gets old sometimes. That's that's another reason we quit playing. We just made a conscious decision to quit playing what's known as the menu venue, which is uh, you know, places that whose primary purpose is to serve food. And you know, we're not a we're not a jazz combo anymore we never really were but we're not an instrumental right. combo you know we're kind of a rock band and we're embracing that and, right yeah. but i mean you, you can't deny that your roots were that's where you sprang this out of right and that's you, what yeah and that's what we're the still incubation doing. you're right well that's why this, the reprise is on there i mean the, the, yeah. The, yeah it's it's on there because when we actually perform dare me live we end the song by screaming fuck you at the audience yeah. And then Brett does this little but boom and then we do this we do like a freak out electro jam, yeah. yeah. Um, and we like it so much. We were just like, you know, let's just kind of put this at the end. And yeah, it was Chad's in idea. In practice, we're about fifty fifty. We really are like fifty fifty band. Like we're fifty percent instrumental and crazy yeah. whacked out instrumental, and fifty percent like whatever alt pop vocals yeah. or whatever. I'd say like, probably even maybe even seventy five percent. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but when we come to making an album, we start distilling everything, like Mitchell was saying, cutting the fat or whatever. Like it tends to be that the vocal tunes tend to rise to the top. Right. So then it's a little misrepresentative of what we do. And what yeah. we started to do, and I would encourage everybody, we've been really trying to push it, and you guys have done a great job of trying to help us out. Is the um, the download of the week thing that we're doing on the website like when we when we practice we amass about two hours worth of material that chad cuts up yeah and what i do is just listen to that and go "Ooh, that's kind of cool and it's hard to recreate instrumental music in the studio it is hard right so you have these little lightning in the bottle moments and so we said instead of spending hours struggling to recreate that 
like in a in a in a studio setting. Let's just put this out because I mean, essentially, it's a quality enough, you know, from an instrumental standpoint that it, it sounds good enough to put out there. And we just, just that's kind of that's our instrumental album. That's what you'll always get from us is. You know, probably maybe not every week because I'm slack sometimes about getting this stuff up there. But I mean, you're going to get 30 to 40 free tracks a year on our website. You know, you're, we're going to give away four full length albums of instrumental oatmeal every year. Right. I mean, seriously, yeah, and we want true. people to listen to it. And that's your Jones. And then if you like us, and then our our vocal, you'll get an album in a year or two of of more polished you know songs that are going to have that. So we get. We get that instrumental fix through. I mean, all the songs originate as instrumental songs. Pretty much, yeah. Right. Yeah. They all originate because I use my saxophone pretty much as yeah. a as my voice a yeah. lot of times, yeah, right. and it's usually more in tune than my voice. So <laughs> it, it it comes out. That's where a lot of the melodies are born. And then I, yeah, that's right. And that's then I, that's really interesting because if you go back and listen to older tracks, like you can hear like what eventually becomes the the chorus. Yeah. Right. In, in his in his horn line, it's, but he's just soloing. Right. Time, I never thought just, of that. He's just improvising, can, and then and then. So it's really so interesting. Using it as a backwards. voice, almost. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah. where the hooks yeah, usually yeah. come from. Yeah. Really, kind of using it as a dick temple. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys it's just put in public what he uses. It. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm glad that you guys put the the reprise on there because it's a nice little taste of your uh, instrumental stuff that I really like too. So let's take a listen to that. A little bit of that. Uh, the Dare Me reprise. This is the last track on I Just Have Did by the Open Conspiracy. So that is uh, the album we've been talking about is the Emo Conspiracies I Just Have Did. And you're going to be able to pick that up from uh, Amazon and iTunes, right? Amazon, a- iTunes, else? and eMusic, which e-music. I don't know if anybody else out there is an eMusic subscriber. I'm going to ready to drop that shit with their new... Yeah, I just I just dropped it because I'm not going to go to the paper yeah, per, so stupid, per but, song thing. Uh, yeah, we're going to do digital, digital only. Uh, we we kind of decided in today's world... It, it just doesn't make sense to burn a disc. I know there's people at shows who might want that, but we just decided we'd rather, you know, I'd rather sell T-shirts or something like that that's a little more tangible and when they can right. go online and find the music for five bucks. And, um, you know, if we if it's popular, we'll we'll certainly burn some discs. But, yeah, iTunes, December 14th is the drop date. It's up already up on Amazon. You just can't buy it until 
the 14th. That's what Chad said, said as the uh, release date. But, um, you know, we're we're going to be playing in, in and around the Triangle next year. We're probably going to do some stuff on the coast. Are, is the surf kayak thing next year? Yeah, yeah. And I need to talk to you about getting in on that. Cause yeah, I, you guys I, to play there, I so. talked to – I was telling Spence I wanted yeah, to do something. And, for sure. Um, I'd love for you guys to come to a show and, like, maybe even – do the Adam Carolla thing and maybe yeah. podcast a little bit and yeah. maybe introduce bands and stuff. Uh, yeah, that'd be I awesome. Mean, we can we can get a Tuesday night usually anytime. I know that's it's not great for work, but you know uh, we can get a night somewhere and and down the road have you guys in and debut our stage show, the <laughs> IOLTOS stage show. We've been working on material for two yeah, years. We have. now. we can put ready. you guys like on the desk on the side, you know, kind of like the Muppet guys. Yeah, and, uh, can we have a gong and we could like stop you if we don't like this? <laughs> Next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put them on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys in the balcony. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so, go to the oatmeal and check them out, and we'll of course have links from IOLTOS.com uh, to check out all their music. We appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show and, and hooking us up with music, and we'll you know hopefully we continue continue to support each other in this. And, yeah, well, uh, definitely. Thank you guys. We yeah. we uh, obviously. Enjoy doing it, and we appreciate all the support you give us, and we, the uh, IOL TOS bump that we get every time we do do something on the show. So yeah. well, we appreciate the ten uh, percent commission that we get. Off <laughs> yeah, all ten percent of zero. <laughs> you're, you're wearing it home, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. hey, look, the album is five bucks. You have no reason not to go get it, and uh, just just go pick it up. And definitely, we. Um, I don't know. Check yeah, out the website. Yeah, check stuff, out the website. So, yeah. Catch the lightning on the bottle and um, enjoy yourselves. Yeah, okay. and if uh, if you don't, if you like the oatmeal conspiracy, then our side project, Dick Temple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dick Temple coming we'll soon. You yeah, might have to rename Hot Dog Neck to Dick Temple. Uh, that could be the first maybe album. That, maybe that'll just be my, lead, my, my yeah. new uh, <laughs> lead, singer lead singer name. Yeah, yeah. Hot Dog Dick Neck Temple. featuring Dick Temple. <laughs> 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 With their new release, Ambiguous Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right. guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, a lot. thanks everybody. And we're, uh, we're out. You're just enjoying another episode. I only like the one We'll see you next time. Have a good night.